Hi, everybody. I am so excited on this episode to be talking with a comics creator from the world of Mad Cave and other creative projects. I, I just discovered Mad Cave like about a year ago, I think, um, and it was mainly through Monomyth. I saw Monomyth and I thought, well, this is interesting. And so I've been doing sort of a travel back through time. And so delighted to be talking with the author of a series called Villainous. And that author is Stoney Williams. Stoney, may I call you Stoney? Is that okay? Please, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thanks for joining. And thank you for, we have very similar headphones. I think these are like gaming <laughs> headphones, although I don't mm -hmm. actually play video games much anymore. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Uh, and I, I do actually a lot. Um, me and my kids all uh, play together. So nice, nice. I, I started an academic program. I started a degree and I had to put my Xbox One away at the time. And I've just not resurrected my gaming life. But that might have to happen at some there point. There you go. <laughs> yeah. um, so, game storytelling aside, curious about the way that you connected with comics as a storytelling medium uh, and i know you've also I'm, i might be wrong in this but i think you've also written in the world of prose as well short stories and um, work of that nature so curious about the connections there for you yeah so um comic books in general started when i was very young my mom worked at a comic book store in tulsa and uh it was they were always always part of you know, the house and I uh, collected when I was very young. Um, but it wouldn't be until my thirties before I thought maybe I could write comic books. Um, <laughs> I, I wrote stories off and on as a kid, uh, short stories, but it wasn't until I was actually top cow. Yeah. Top cow's talent hunt mm -hmm. was when uh, I saw that and I thought maybe this is something I can do. And uh, just learning the process to apply for that, got me started in uh, uh, script writing and the, the different kinds. And um, I, I became fascinated with the, the behind the scenes stuff for comic books and um, the, the different ways, different people wrote scripts and then the process that they come after that, you hand it off to the next person and um, to, to watch it grow into what you pick up on the shelves was just fascinating to me. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'd actually started a comic book, podcast and blog with my best friend Aaron and um, we were doing reviews for different comic book companies. Mad Cave approached me about reviewing some of their comics and that's how I found out Mad Cave and their talent hunt. Mm -hmm. um, I had two weeks to come up with the scripts and submit them. I was I found out very late in the game mm -hmm. and uh, so I did and I didn't think anything would come of it and um, I remember sitting on my couch and I got the uh, the email and uh, I was absolutely flabbergasted. Um, but they had already chosen and contacted the winners at that point. Yeah. And uh, they said that they'd like to add me as a, a fifth. They were only going to pick four writers. But they decided they wanted to, to add me as a fifth. So, um, yeah. It was uh, the 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 writing prose short stories after that. Um, I say after it's kind of a weird um, timeline. Uh, mm -hmm. I'd won the talent hunt, we'd started the comic book, but it hadn't come out yet when 
uh, some other people I'd met through the Mannequin Talent Hunt were also doing a project on short stories monthly, mm-hmm. uh, different themes, and then they would put them all together into this uh, mini anthology once a month, and they asked me to write for that. So uh, I was doing short stories prose before my comic book came out, but after I started writing comic books. So. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, the the publishing timelines are sometimes just kind of interesting in the way they work, for sure. Yeah, uh, Villainous had some hiccups early on. Uh, we went through three different artists. Um, they had to find me an artist to begin with because there wasn't a, a fifth artist in the talent hunt. Um, the first one, um, there were some scheduling issues and he had to, to drop out. Uh, the second one, there were some creative issues, and he had to drop out. Um, and then they paired me up with the artist from Show's End, uh, Jess Sadinsky. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, but by that point, I'd had every script already written. It was done completely. Yeah. So, um, and then, so he, he got it. So it was already started out a little late, and then COVID hit. And it pushed everything back. So my book didn't come out until after the first comic from the second round of Talent Hunt winners came out. So yeah, uh, the it had uh, some hiccups along the way, and then uh, hurdles after that. And yeah, it was a very odd release. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to mention the the visual style of it. So I'm curious about. Um, what you feel like the the artist brought and because i i love the way that it all came together from the storytelling to um the visual style there from jeff so i'm curious about that as well yeah so um that was the neat part about having three different artists was i got to see the first three or four pages done three different ways yeah Uh, so that was kind of neat um originally we wanted to do like a americanized enemy style um uh, something along the lines of like um, the video game Overwatch, mm-hmm. um, but as that evolved and we changed artists and, and Jeff came in, uh, he brought a different touch to it, and I absolutely love what he did with it. I was I was just blown away. Um, I was really lucky, even though there were the hiccups and things happened strangely and out of order. I didn't get a true collaboration with Jeff. I was really lucky that he got what I was trying to say so much throughout the book and he did make small changes uh, after the fact, but they were, they were way better than what was on the page than on the script. Like I was, I was so lucky. Uh, he really, really blew me away. Yeah. You mentioned those different types of um, script writing. I'm curious if you're more of a like page, this panel, this like very descriptive or if you're more open um, and kind of the the general threads is there a, a way that you prefer to go about writing yeah so i every time i, I start with an artist I, I have to give a disclaimer that i get very detailed with my descript my scripts and um i do the you know page one panel one and mm-hmm. um i i try to explain as what i've got in my head in as much detail as possible so that i can accurately convey what what's in my head yeah. but it's all open Right. Like the artist is the visual person. If they feel like that needs to be changed, if there's anything aesthetically, you know, um, um, panels need to be laid out differently or the, uh, the scene needs to become from a different angle or, you know, anything like that, 
absolutely change it because they're the, they're the visual person. They're the ones that, that uh, are the expert there. And so I'm just trying to get out of my head what I'm seeing as best I can. And then I'm absolutely open for them to run with it any direction they like. So Cool. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, curious about what inspired Villainous as well as anything you'd like to add about um, Cthulhu. So Villainous, um, getting started in comic books and, and doing talent hunts and stuff, I followed Matt Hopkins, who uh, is in charge of uh, Top Cow. Mm-hmm. And he had always said uh, that his advice was never to do superhero comic books. The market is cornered. Uh, you'll never have your your original superhero on a lunchbox or you know, a, a cartoon or – um, it just won't happen because Marvel and DC have got that market cornered. And so I had completely gone and put that away. It was like, I'll, I'll, I don't, I don't think I have any superhero stories anyway. Uh, never even considered it. And then Matt Cave came to me with uh, three different pitch ideas and their superhero one is what spoke to me. Mm-hmm. And so I, uh, I, I came up with ideas for each one, but the, the, their superhero one was the one I thought I could do the most with and have the most to say. And um, so, funny enough, that's what I ended up doing. Nice, nice. Um, from Starbase 21, the comic book store my mom worked at, there was another guy that worked there who was also a comic book writer. His name was Ari Jones. And he did a little bit of work for Marvel and DC. He also wrote uh, Ferret and the Protectors for Malibu. Um, and uh, the Ferret and the Protectors were public domain heroes mm-hmm. and even though i was into marvel and dc as a kid i collected all of the fair the protectors and uh i knew ra very well growing up by calling my uncle ra and so his comic books really shaped what i thought superhero comic books should be and so i took a lot of inspiration from his portrayal of those characters and, and superhero archetypes um, and cobbled things together, but I, I always went back to his stuff uh, to for you know the the base of what superheroes should be. Um, yeah, and when when I did villainous, I I thought, you know, this this could be it, right? Mm-hmm. If this is the only thing I do in comic books, um, I want it to be something I'm proud of. I want it to be something that my kids can read later. Um, read now and then later as they get older and, and take something away from it as yeah. adults. And so I, I tried to do that as best I could why, with uh, five issues and um, keeping it something that kids could read but also adults could get something out of. And uh, so I approached it that way. Uh, it was kind of my um, love letter to superheroes mm-hmm. and the ones I, I read growing up and watched on TV and um, yeah, so we took the approach of you know um, hero worship and the pitfalls of that. Um, uh, the editor Geo and I really clicked over it. She really got what I was trying to say, and um, I, I really wor- uh, loved working with her crafting those scripts. Um, with Cthulhu, uh, so I met David Galliano through uh, the Mad Cave Talent Hunt. Mm-hmm. He and I are really good friends now. Uh, and that's probably 
one of the best things about the talent hunt was the people that I've met and the friends that I've made. Um, we have a writers group on Facebook that isn't very active, but everybody who wins the, the talent hunt through Mad Cave, I let them know we've got a a writers group that they can ask questions and bounce ideas off. Cool. So they they have an idea of what they're getting into uh, and what to expect, because most of us didn't. <laughs> uh, I had no idea when they asked when Mackey first asked me about my page rate. I was like, oh, "Crap, I have no idea." <laughs> like, what do I say? <laughs> um, and I so I approached uh, Ryan Katie from Top Cow, yeah, and, and asked him what the appropriate response would be. And so he gave me some pretty good advice. He was like, "Here's what I've gotten." Here's, here's what kind of the standard is, but you could start there, but also you might want to ask them what's in their budget. So uh, the the people that I've met along the way have been insanely cool. And, and David and I really hit it off pretty early. And he was talking about he, he wanted us to do something together. He wanted our, our names in the same book. Mm-hmm. And a friend of his, uh, Travis Gibb in Florida, was putting together – uh, an anthology called Cthulhu Invades Oz. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, three months before this, maybe three months, uh, we were well into COVID, and I decided that I was going to go into the pandemic um, and learn a new skill and come out the other end, being able to do something else. And I decided that comic book coloring was where I wanted to start. I decided that figuring out at least the the, the basics of each step of creating a comic book would make me a better writer. Even if I didn't pursue that later, learning how was important to me. And I started with comic book coloring. And so about three months in, David goes, Hey, I'm doing this story for Cthulhu and Bezos. You want to color it for me? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, man, I don't know. Like I just started. I'm, I'm not very good. And he goes, no, you're, you're great. It's fine. You can do this. No problem. And so I colored the story, his, the story he wrote for Cthulhu and Bezaz. We're completely done with it. The books, we, I, um, I signed up to do a lot of the promotion for the book. And that's when Travis Gibb found out that I was actually a comic book writer. <laughs> <laughs> and he gave David Galliano no end of crap for it. Um, he's like, you know, if you told me he was a writer, we could have given him a story. He didn't have to color it. but. <laughs> <laughs> Um, which in hindsight probably would have been better because I'd only been coloring for three months. (laughs) Right. But um, I I was very heavy with the promotion for Cthulhu and Bezos, and I I loved doing that with them, um, getting to meet the other creators. There was 50-plus creators on that book, um, well over 100 pages, and... Uh, I, I loved doing it. I loved the collaboration. I loved the, the – he had a Facebook group going for the production of it, and we were all sharing pages. And it was it was, it was was so cool to have that much creativity all in one place and to see people as they progressed their story. And people would share pages, and then it would make everybody else go, oh, that's awesome. we got to step it up. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we're nowhere near that good. We have to do better. And uh, the the promotion itself, there was so many of us that would show up for uh, podcasts like this and, and live streams and, and things. And that was so cool to get to hang out with, with so many 
different creators. Um, and it was always so energizing. Like uh, every every podcast I walked away from, I was so excited to make comic books. Um, <laughs> the the energy that was just so much fun, and we met so many incredible people. Um, and Travis Gibb and I uh, got to know each other pretty well. And so he asked me to write a story for the next anthology, uh, Cthulhu Invades Wonderland. And uh, the artist that I chose to work with me on that, Ben Humanic, I actually met through um, the group who did the prose writing that mm-hmm. I started off doing originally. Uh, he and I met through them and, and hit it off. And uh, I've really enjoyed working with Ben a lot. That's, uh, he did the artwork for the third installment of Cthulhu Invades, Cthulhu Invades Neverland. Nice, nice. And he and I are working on a project together to showcase our stories, and we're going to add some some new stuff in there. And, uh, yeah, so we're working on that right now. Cool. I, I will be having been on sometime in the next few weeks, I think. Nice, nice. Yeah, I've seen his work out there, so uh, looking forward to talking with him, and I'm sure we'll we'll go to that place of talking about uh, this project as well. And that, that takes me to the last official question which is those things that are currently ongoing that you can talk about. And I always like to ask about the places where people can connect with you as well, like um, websites, social media, whatever the the best way is to kind of see what you're working on. So the next thing to hit print is going to be Cthulhu Invades Neverlands. Ben and I did a story in that. Uh, Travis asked me to color another story on that one. So I'll have my name on two different stories. Um, that is almost done. They look. They were hoping for a December release, but it may not happen until January. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that will be coming out soon. I believe uh, you can go to CthulhuInvades.com mm-hmm. to get all the information for that. Um, and pick up the other stories. Uh, Travis Gibbs Orange Cone Productions um has those available. The the anthologies themselves, um. There is an overarching story that weaves in and out of all of the smaller stories, mm-hmm. but they also all stand alone. So you don't have to have all of them to enjoy one. If you like, you know, Peter Pan, you don't have to pick up the Oz one to understand what's going on. So um, they're, they're really cool. They have all these different covers and um, they're always an easy sell when you do conventions or, uh, uh, signings and stuff. Those those are always an easy sell. People really like those. Um, ben and I's book that we're working on uh, doesn't have a release date yet, but um, you can find me at Bald Bearded Bard across social media. Uh, that's a um, great username. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what David Galliano said. He goes, "That's a great uh, brand, mm-hmm. brand marketing there." Yeah, uh, so he calls me Triple B sometimes. <laughs> but uh yeah uh instagram facebook twitter um um art station uh, it's all uh bold beard bard nice nice well i'll just say to listeners out there if you're looking for um some really interesting working comics and you want to see some some new takes and some some really interesting inspiring work i would just say check out some work from stony ben and and other such folks that are out there and uh, appreciate what you're doing in the world of comics. Thank you so much. 
Yeah, yeah, my pleasure. Glad to have you on for this talk and glad to have you on at some point in the future as well as uh, more projects come along. For sure. Thanks so much.